Travelwise with Phil Blizzard. News, views and interviews. Hello, I'm Phil Blizzard in Dubai with Travelwise and this time is very much an interview special as we take a look at the Seychelles and adventure tourism. That's going to be after the latest aviation news which is coming your way right now. Travelwise, aviation news flown in by Sea Wing Seaplane Tours. See Dubai as never before. Aviation news from Fly Dubai, Emirates Airline, we're looking at Turkey, uh, flights from the UAE to Turkey, Sea Wings have a nice resident offer, we've also got news on Oman and further afield, a travel corridor between uh, New Zealand and Australia. But we start with Fly Dubai and they're going to be the first UAE airline to fly directly from the UAE, from Dubai in fact, to the capital of the Chechen Republic, Grozny. Uh, They commence services on uh, Thursday the 17th of December and will be flying twice a week from Dubai. Staying with Fly Dubai and also Emirates have announced they will be recommencing services to uh, Turkey. Um, Fly Dubai operating operating a daily service starting on Thursday the 17th of December. Uh, One-way fares will be starting at 1,040 dirhams. Uh, Emirates flying also daily, commencing a few days later on Monday the 21st of uh, December. Uh, One-way fares for uh, Emirates commencing or starting price at 1,400 uh, dirhams. Uh, Travelling further afield from Dubai, Cebu Pacific, the low-cost uh, carrier, uh, recommencing uh, services. It's their first long-haul flight, and they're recommencing services from Dubai to Manila with fares, return fares at 1000 158 dirhams, starting price. Looking uh, at uh, Sea Wings, a chance to have a look at the city of Dubai from another angle. They have a special residence offer at 499 dirhams for that special flight on the seaplane, taking off from the water at Jebel Ali and landing back on the water at Jebel Ali. Fabulous experience. And on to neighbouring Oman, and the Sultanate has announced they will be giving 10-day visa-free entry to visitors from over 100 countries in order to boost tourism. There are a few um, requirements, okay, so let's have a look at those. You must have a confirmed hotel reservation, you must have a return airline ticket and health insurance. So that's going to be a benefit to uh, nationals from over 100 countries. They haven't announced uh, which countries as yet, but uh, do check out. Keep updated by looking at the uh, official site for this, which is the Royal Oman Police. And moving further afield to Australia and New Zealand, plans are well underway to have a, a travel bubble, a travel corridor between the two countries early next year. Uh, at the moment, uh, Australians can travel to New Zealand, but they have a 14-day quarantine. And uh, from October, New Zealanders or people from New Zealand can try, uh, travel into Australia without that uh, quarantine. But uh, as of, well, early next year, they hope to have a, a travel bubble in place between New Zealand and Australia, meaning you will not have to quarantine. Now, our interview special this time is taking a look at uh, the Seychelles of our man on the ground there, Ben Barker. He's the managing director of Extreme Destinations. So we'll be talking about uh, various destinations, various extreme sports and activities and adventure tourism and a special look at what's happening in the uh, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. We start that next. Travel-wise, aviation news flown in by Sea Wing Seaplane Tours. Sea Dubai as never before. Well, on the show today, we're taking a look at the Seychelles. We're taking a look at adventure sport and extreme activities with Ben Barker, who's, uh, well, often in the UAE, but uh, in lockdown in the Seychelles. I couldn't think of a worse place to be locked down in. But it's more than just that, isn't it, for you? 
No, indeed. So, um, so yeah, normally, normally I can be found. Well, I spent half my life on a on a plane in an airport in a hotel, traveling around. So, um, I lead a very lucky life of living in the Seychelles, but uh, doing a lot of business in and around the Middle East and uh, around the rest of the world. So, my uh, my wife is from the Seychelles. We I spent probably close to seventeen, eighteen years in in Dubai, on and off over two periods and. Um, it was a case of uh, do we do we move back to the UK? Do we move to the Seychelles? Sure. Or do we stay in Dubai? And the, uh, the 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 choice was very easy to move to the Seychelles. <laughs> of course, of course. Okay, we're going to be talking to you about quite a few things: adventure sport for a start, looking at the Seychelles, and also your uh, yeah strong connections with the uh, Dubai and the UAE. But I just want to say your backdrop looks absolutely amazing. Your view from your uh, office there is it is that. Silhouette Island in the in the distance, something like that, or where are you actually located? Close we, uh, we have the backdrop of uh, Anse Royale and uh, and the uh, and the surrounding bay there. So we, uh, we we've got a we've got a lovely house uh, just uh, perched up on the hill overlooking the uh, overlooking the bay and uh, nice nice reef break and the yachts coming in to, to moor and uh, no very lucky. Fantastic. Uh, okay, let's stay with Seychelles. I've been there many many times. I've been lucky to go there and been there filming a few times. What is your situation for the Seychelles, which is such a population, uh, popular destination for people from the UAE? Yeah, the situation, I think, with the whole COVID situation, we've been extremely lucky um, in terms of not being affected too badly by the actual, directly by the yeah. actual pandemic and the, and the virus itself. Um, I think to date we've had a, got a recorded 183 cases and 95, 98% of those are actually people traveling in with, right. with it. So yeah. we've extremely lucky haven't had any community spread or any any disastrous uh, effects of it um but the, uh, the side effect obviously is seychelles relies heavily on tourism absolutely and as a result the uh, the tourism industry here has just been been hit really really badly obviously with the uh, lack of tourists over the mm. well, since since april closed the borders down but they reopened again um in september with a, a trickle of tourists coming yeah. in um but more, it's not really our situation, it's the situation around the world which is sure. affecting who can travel. Yeah. And yeah. It's just the confidence of people traveling in who, uh, you know, the, 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 the possibility of them getting stuck in the Seychelles Absolutely. and not being able to return home might be nice for some people. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's been the, uh, the direct or the indirect effect of sure. uh, the, the, the situation. Devastating the uh, tourism industry, of course. Now, flights from Dubai are operating with uh, Emirates and Etihad have just announced they're going to start their service or recommence their services fairly soon, I think beginning of next year. So might bring a few more yeah. people for you. Um, what about your side of things, though? I mean, adventure, sports, outdoor activities, probably zilch at the moment. No, um, very well. Personally, it's, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to, to get out and, uh, and do all these experiences, and Seychelles offers, offers a great platform to be able to get on okay. the water and go hiking sure. in this fantastic country for adventure sports and uh, above and below the water. So uh, no, very lucky on that. But I think globally, adventure and extreme sports has, uh, hasn't really been affected too badly by, by the whole situation. Um, I mean, actually, over the last six months, the, the, the sales of uh, sports equipment has uh, never been as high as it has been uh, during this period because people, obviously, during lockdown, they're desperate to get out. They're obviously not able to travel, but they can they can go and explore their surrounding areas. So they're out buying bikes and skateboards and, you know, all sorts of other equipment. So the actual uh, the, the, the economy around the sale of uh, items and equipment has, uh, has never been better than before. I heard about phenomenal sales of uh, bikes and cycling equipment. That's had a real, real boost um, here in the UAE and also in the UK. No, definitely. And and I think, 
you know, the whole situation with COVID has, has made people realize that they do need to keep that they do need to get active and they want to get outdoors. They want to do the natural experiences and um, they don't want to be stuck in a gym. I mean, they, if, if they're able to, they'd still get to the gym and, and do whatever they can uh, to, to get fit and, 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 and maintain a, a physical and mental um, uh, positive attitude. Sure. But more, more, more often than not, we're seeing people wanting to get out in, into the parks, into the countryside, yeah, out into the water, and actually breathe the fresh air and, and do the do the natural things. And that's something which we're we're really um, advocating and, and pushing and driving forward ourselves as a company. So, from uh, the perspective of Seychelles, so people fancy going there for a, a break at uh, Christmas and New Year and get a bit of uh, activity on board at the same time you're open to that which is good news we'll take a little break now come back in a moment and take a look at uh, your heritage in the uae and how you moved from uh, toronto and tourism with donata to setting up uh, a water adventure park in uh, la we'll do that in a moment travel wise with phil blizzard news views and interviews Well, my special guest today is Ben. We're talking about extreme sports. We've been talking about the Seychelles, wonderful destination there. Uh, and Ben, you've uh, had a long heritage with travel and tourism. You, uh, you, know, you worked with Donata for a while in Dubai and then went off onto the adventure route. And uh, you went over, well, I, I recall you were involved with the opening of a pioneering uh, water park in Alain. What was that all about? Yeah, definitely. That was uh, that was that was some years ago, and uh, yeah, it was, it was basically uh, Wadi Adventure, the uh, the world's first um, surf and white water facility. Uh, well, the, the world's first desert-based uh, white water mm. and uh, surf facility uh, out in out in LA. So we were we were I was involved not with uh, the current company, but I was involved in the development of of that facility and then the operation. Uh, for that, and it was a, it was an incredible experience. Um, the facility was uh, was really um, pioneering at the time. Obviously, the technology around circles has uh, has evolved uh, considerably, um, but it was it was incredible. You know, it's an incredible experience, and to bring um, elite athletes and sportsmen around the surfing and the and the, the whitewater kayaking uh, world into the middle of the desert to actually try out the uh, try out the facilities sure. and, and, and what we have there, and then actually end up doing using as a winter training base as well yeah. was uh, just incredible so no it was, it, was, it was a brilliant experience but as I said the technology's gone on quite considerably right. there's some, uh, some pretty amazing stuff technology out there today but it was um, pioneering at the time wasn't it and we look at the UAE now for adventure sport adventure activities I mean I'm based in Russell Cayman. Just look what they've achieved with uh, what they're doing up at Jebel J. So leaps and bounds really moved on a lot in the UAE. No, definitely, and uh, and, and I think you know it was, it was great to be part of that. As, as you correctly said, I, I was I was started off my life in the travel industry with Donata, and uh, just pre to that, I was I was running a, a diving lodge off uh, off the coast of Zanzibar. Oh wow! Um, for a couple of years, and then into uh, into uh, into the travel industry in the UAE and then moved into the development industry of, uh, of these indoor and outdoor adventure parks and um, adventure and extreme sports has always been part of my life from a, from a pretty young age but um, but no it's amazing to be part of the uh, the, the evolution of uh, adventure sports within the, within the country now I've got to ask you talk about adventure sport at a young age uh, I chose my education. Uh, in a location where there was a lot of caves and pot owning, so I went to uh, Staffordshire, close to Derbyshire. You were what? You Hallam University, mm -hmm. were you? Was that a choice for uh, to enable you to do adventure sports? Sheffield, Sheffield University. Yeah. I know, I know, uh, I know the uh, the hills, the Derbyshire hills, and the countryside, and I probably went down those same potholes as you did. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Okay. So um, we're talking about developments of uh, adventure sport in the UAE. From your knowledge and development expertise. 
there's a, quite a lot to offer in the UAE, isn't there? I mean, Hatter is developing, and they've got walks uh, like uh, black walks, green walks, yellow walks, white walks, sort of uh, depending on the nature of the terrain. So that's uh, quite an interesting development in that, the Hatter region. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you, you correctly said where you are in, uh, in Ras al-Khaimah, you've got the, uh, the, the mountains and uh, the coastline there, and you know uh, Ras al-Khaimah is, is really driving adventure tourism and becoming the, uh, the adventure capital of, uh, of the UAE and indeed trying to, trying to make that statement for uh, the whole of the Middle East as well. And, you know, it's, it's all about the natural terrain and the, 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 the natural assets which you have in the country and is maximizing those. And, and we know that there's a massive drive for them to establish themselves as the adventure capital of the UAE and indeed the Middle East. Um, and it's really just giving people the opportunity to be able to, to access these locations and, and, and the train, you know, whether it's, it's hiking or biking or, or uh, camping out in the desert or, or whatever it may be, which they can do by themselves if they've got the equipment themselves to be able to do it. Um, but then it's also giving them the, 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 those who haven't got the equipment, giving them the opportunity sure. to be able to go on a guided experience and, 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 and with ex- experts and professionals and actually do it, uh, do, it, do it with people who know what they're, yeah. what they're talking about. Um, and obviously with Russell Kamey, you've got the, the, the zip line and all the other adventure experiences which are taking place up at the top of the hill and indeed down in the, in the, in the wadis below as well. Indeed, and also the latest addition being Bear Grylls and his uh, mounting and uh, survival camp set up. Right, we're going to move from uh, Russell Kamey to Saudi Arabia in a moment. Uh, we're going to take a break, come back with you, and talk about um, your current organisation, Extreme Destinations, part of the Extreme Group. So we'll find out more about that in a moment, Ben. Travel Wise with Phil Blizzard. News, views, and interviews. Right, we're talking adventure sport, extreme sports, and outdoor activities in general with Ben, um, who's MD of uh, Extreme Destinations. So tell us about the current organisation. You've been with them for quite some time, and I know you've done a lot of work in Saudi Arabia. We were talking earlier on in the year about that. So give us an overview of Extreme. Yeah, so Extreme is uh, it's a fantastic company. It's been around for 25 years. It's got a long heritage and uh, history of, uh, obviously, extreme sports. Yeah, so Extreme is uh, it's a fantastic company. It's been around for 25 years. Um, it was set up uh, by Alistair Gosling, who's the uh, current CEO as well. Uh, he's heavily involved in the company. Um, 25 years ago, it was set up as a TV channel, um, broadcast across, uh, I think it was 60 nations and um, 20 or 200 million homes. Uh, I can't remember the exact sure. um, but it, uh, it, it really put a, put a stamp in the, um, uh, on, on the extreme sports scene. Um, now it's really evolved, uh, revolves around three three distinct areas of the business. Uh, we've got media and marketing, so um, uh, looking at the, uh, the social media pages and, and uh, sharing video content, working with uh, specific brands to develop out um, certain content and marketing material for them. Uh, we have Extreme uh, Events, which is headed up by James Cook Priest who is ex-Top Gear Live and Fast and Furious Live. Right. Uh, he's based uh, pretty much over in, uh, in Saudi Arabia. Um, and then we've got Extreme Destinations, which is, uh, as you mentioned, headed up by myself. Um, and within Extreme Destinations, we have three, three areas of focus. Uh, one is developing our indoor and outdoor adventure parks. Um, then the second one is developing out Extreme Collections, which is an adventure-based accommodation concept, which uh, is basically uh, created as a result of, uh, of uh, COVID. 
Uh, we had this idea for a long time, but uh, because of COVID, we, we, we realized that there's a, a definite need of people wanting to get away from the big oh, sure. um, concrete blocks and getting out into nature and, and experiencing um, the, the, the sports and activities which uh, the natural terrain can offer. So regarding, in, uh, collect- very sustainable. Yeah, regarding collections, I mean, a bit of an acceleration because of COVID-19 for those obvious reasons which you mentioned. So in what sort of destinations could we expect to find an extreme collection setup? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great question. Pretty much anywhere where there's a, a wow-type scenery. So it could be anywhere from uh, from mountain mountainscapes to uh, to islands and beaches to uh, the deserts and anything and everything in between. Wow. It's generally, um, generally in locations where people it's not impossible to get to but yeah. it's it's a bit of an adventure a bit of travel to get to that destination and uh, the journey to get there is part of the adventure itself of course yeah that sounds a fabulous concept and as you say people want to go to places which are smaller not large concrete blocks and enjoy what's available when it comes to uh, the natural uh, assets and uh, get out there and explore and enjoy them so uh, that's one aspect um Saudi Arabia, let's come on to Saudi Arabia because that's going to be, it is indeed developing very quickly with a huge uh, number of opportunities and range of uh, extreme activities. So uh, you've been there quite a few times. Which are the key areas you've been visiting and, and see potential? Yeah, I think, listen, Saudi Arabia is the most incredible country. Um, I mean, I've, I've, been in, I've been in the Middle East for, you know, on and off for you yeah. know, pretty much half my life. Yeah. And it's just one of those countries which has everything to offer. It's got the most incredible deserts, desert landscapes. It's got 3,000 meter high mountains. It's got the Red Sea coastline, completely untouched, completely undiscovered. So just from that, that general sense, the, the raw natural adventure it, it has to offer is just, just remarkable. Um, then you couple that with all the other elements around it, which are completely, completely unknown to the vast majority of the world in terms of the history and the culture, the, the people, the friendliness and the, uh, the, the welcomeness of the people itself, themselves and the, uh, the food and the gastronomy experiences. The, the whole package is, is just incredible. And, you know, we've been involved in the country for probably the last four years. Alistair's okay. um, on the, the, the advisory board of uh, Kadir, one of the, the, one of the yeah. projects just outside of Riyadh. Um, and that's open, and, and his position there has really opened up a, a, a plethora of uh, opportunities for us and access to uh, ministers and, uh, and, and government officials. And um, it's just it's, it's, it's incredible and a privilege to actually be part of the growth and the, the, the development of the country. It's very exciting, um, isn't it? And I must think there must be, for you, a, a, a large amount of frustration. You've got a lot of projects which you are working on under development, and you can't actually get to the sites, the locations, to see what is happening on, on the ground. Yeah, I think it, 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 there is an element of frustration, but I think, you know, the world has, has adapted to mm. remote working and that, I mean, just as a side, that's sure. something which, you know, we, we as a, we as a company have uh, been doing way before, before COVID. Um, we have people located in the UK. We've actually got people in, in Saudi right now as it is already. Um, we've got people all over the world and we all, all work remotely. And, yeah, sure. um, it, it, it's not too much of a challenge, but seeing, seeing, seeing what's going on within the country and the, uh, the, 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 the fast forward thinking and, 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 um, the, the the mindset of the uh, the Saudis and, and everybody within the company uh, within the country trying to develop it, they they they're not they haven't put the brakes on during this period at all. So they're they're fast they're fast tracking everything. They're fast tracking the initiatives and the strategies, and you know they're, they're certainly not slowing down. And, and 
they've got this uh, the, the Vision 2030 yeah, sure. um, is still still very much on their uh, on their on their horizon, yeah. and, and they're, they're doing everything to make sure that they achieve their own internal goals. So still full steam ahead in Saudi Arabia. That's good to know. Travel wise with Phil Blizzard. News, views, and interviews. And to sort of, in some ways, finish off, how do you see events evolving in terms of uh, the event themselves and audience uh, involvement? Yeah, I think that, that's a really tricky one. Events yeah. isn't my forte, but I think okay. the, the, there's really going to be it's going to be a hybrid of um, virtual and physical um, participation. Certainly, on you know, with, with conferences and the the, the the business side of things, we, we've had a number of conversations where with uh, with individuals and, and companies, where it's how do you how do you Turn the turn a conference into a virtual conference. Yeah. You know, starts giving people the opportunity a, to travel or experience what what they're missing out on. Uh, certainly within uh, within within unique locations around the world. And I think when it comes to um, the the physical events and the sports events, those are still going to take place. Um, but it's really just in terms of, I mean, I, the, the participation elements we're seeing around the world. You know, with the mainstream sports, rugby, cricket, football, yeah. they're still going on. Um, but it's just how how do you start integrating the the, the spectators into those events? Absolutely. Well. So um, moving from events, which, I mean, as you say, is not really your forte, to your forte and uh, extreme destinations, what are you most excited about at the moment? What are you expecting to uh, sort of get or go to uh, first of all? Next year. I mentioned earlier on the rest of the world are catching up with uh, with with the COVID situation yeah. and, and try, wanting to get out and about and experience experience nature and its raw raw elements and and, and natural terrain. Um, so I'm really excited about being able to develop the the concepts and strategies which we have and and, and make sure that they are. They're they're in line with all the stakeholders. So the developers and the the, the investors they want to they want to develop these destinations which sure. have have a have a uh, a high return on investment. They're commercially viable, but then at the same time, being able to provide something for the market and and and, and making sure that we're hitting the demand requirements as well. And and those demand requirements are you know getting out and about, getting active, doing physical. Uh, physically and, and mentally challenging experiences with family, with their friends, sure. as, as groups. Um, so whether that's developing our indoor and outdoor destinations or hotels, it, it, it's ticking all the boxes for us. Yeah, so sure. it, it's really exciting time. Absolutely exciting times. Even though we got a, we got a, a light at the end of the tunnel now with the vaccine development. So uh, yeah, exciting times ahead. No, you need to, and you need to have that positive attitude as got well. And, you yeah. know, this isn't going to last forever, and it's. Yeah. I, I think. You know, we're here. We've been supporting other individuals and businesses where where things may be, uh, where where they may be struggling mentally and 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 with that with that long term outlook. And you, you have to be positive about it, sure. or else you're just going to go around in a in a in a, in a never ending circle of doom and gloom. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been great catching up with you, and uh, very very positive about things. So, what are you doing this afternoon? You're going to get out on 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 the waves there, and uh, sort of or go under the water, a bit of diving or something? No, I'm. Uh, I, I work- I could, but I'm uh, I'm, I'm on the uh, the virtual conferences all, all day. All day, all right. <laughs> Travel wise with Phil Blizzard. News, views, and interviews. Talking there with Ben Barker, who's the Managing Director of Extreme Destinations, and congratulations to them on their 20th anniversary. I'm Phil Blizzard in Dubai with Travel White. If you'd like to sponsor the programme or part of the programme, do get in touch with us. The following email address is coming up. Travel wise with Phil Blizzard.
news, views and interviews. Right, we'll have updates of uh, the travel situation across the region on my weekly travel show on Capital Radio, Saturday afternoons, Capital Radio UAE, Saturday afternoons between 2 and 5. It's called Wish You Were Here and you can join me from anywhere in the world online with www.capitalradiouae.com. And if you would like to have a podcast production for your organisation, do get in touch with me. Drop me an email, philblizzardmedia at gmail.com. A Phil Blizzard radio production. Travel-wise, aviation news flown in by Sea Wing Seaplane Tours. Sea Dubai as never before.